Pratik Navani. Been a while since you're in, mate. Nice to see you. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, Pratik's well. our TV reviewer. I've seen some trailers for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Tell me all about it. Well, um, have you watched the 2000? No, famously movie? the movie that had the kind of the sexual tension between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and then it was after that that uh, all the fireworks started, right? Yep, that's right. That's the movie. I feel like it was such an iconic movie back in like the early 2000s, but I was way too young to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all I ended up catching was like a TV edited version of it, like and and I was so young that I don't really remember what the movie was about. Yeah. But the the show uh, is very subversive. So the for those who haven't watched the movie or the show, it stars uh, a couple. It's it's about a couple, uh, Jane and uh, John Smith, and they're both spies. Um, kind of in like working for this mysterious organization that starts to pit them against each other and they decide to like you know take a stance against the organization and the sh- show uh is just like a a reimagining i wouldn't say it's a remake it's yeah. more a reimagining because it stars donald glover and maya erickson who are both comedians or have a huge comedy like background yeah. to their work, aside from Donald Glover's music career, of course. Donald Glover. Yes. Oh, I love Donald. Tell Glover. me about him. Um, well, he's as early as I can remember. He was a writer on the TV show um, uh, Thirty Rock. At oh, one was point. He? Yes. Yeah. Uh, after which he left to star in a TV show called Community yeah. by Dan Harmon. And he left that to then do stand up, which he then left to go follow his rap career, mm-hmm. which he then left to go back into TV Gosh. and created a show Atlanta. So I'm a huge fan and I've followed his work throughout the years and I had to watch this, yeah. even though I didn't really like the source material. So in the show, it stars him and Maya Erickson. And it sort of creates a much better world, even though the show has sort of the same premise. They're both secret agents, like, you know, doing missions for some mysterious espionage organization that the show doesn't tell us anything about. And it doesn't even tell them who they're working for throughout the show. So it's sort of like it's supposed to be an action comedy. But there is a very real romance throughout the show. So it's it's basically these two people that get assigned um, to, like, a role. And the role is to be, like, a married couple that are secretly living in New York, undercover, and they get called on these missions, and they never see their supervisor. They just get a text message on their phone saying, oh, cool, this is the job you need to do, and they know nothing about the job. And that's what they're good at. They're good at just improvising and, like, Mm. getting the job done. Doesn't matter what it's for. Doesn't matter if they're the good guys or the bad guys. We we don't know. They don't know. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes the show really fun. Okay. And it, unlike the original movie, the show is very subversive of that action romance genre. And there's just parts in the show that are like very tongue in cheek, like calling back to the movie. Where throughout the movie we have Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt calling each other babe. Mm. And I mean, fast forward twenty years later, no one really calls anyone babe anymore, <laughs> right? Like, and so whenever they do it in the show, it's always condescending. It's when they're mad that yeah. they'll be like, "Babe, <laughs> did you do this?" Blah blah blah. And that's like, there's very sweet moments of that in the show. Do they start off in love? 
No. No, so, they're, they're two people who are kind of, it's a fake marriage. Yes. But there's chemistry. Complete strangers. Yeah. Are like, I, I I described it to my friends as, and, and, and I'm, to the listeners, as like an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. These two people have been forced yeah. in a marriage. They're living together. They're husband and wife. Their past identities have been scrapped. So they know nothing about each other's past. And they're now married. So it's like... It kind of parallels like they're married together in it for the long haul, but at the same time, they're too afraid to like, you know, fart in front of each other. So it's like a very interesting comedy dynamic where the show doesn't really, the movie didn't explore stuff like that. And the show has a lot of time to explore that. And it just does very good. Like if you like your action espionage, the show does that really well but it also like does it in like a tongue-in-cheek subversive way oh great and also develops the romance in a very very real way uh have you watched the whole season i've watched the whole season in like two days okay how many how many eps there's about eight episodes and it's available on prime thank you that's mr and mrs smith what else you've been watching uh, the other one that I've been watching, I was kind of torn between Fargo and True Detective, both anthologies, both on season five. Yeah. And I watched both, but I'm I'm here to talk about Fargo season five. Great. And uh, three years after the last season, uh, Fargo's finally back. I feel like they've hit the mark like they did with the first two seasons. It's a true crime anthology. So if you haven't seen any of the previous seasons, it doesn't matter. You mm. can... Start watching it now and you wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm missing something or there's some context I need to know. And Fargo has this traditional like format of having these very big name casts, uh, like big name actors and the sprawling world building they do. And it's set uh, as a true crime, but the only thing that's common across the seasons is that it's based in Fargo, Minnesota. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you have heard people from Minnesota and they have that classic Minnesota accent. Oh, really? So it's, yeah, that, that's what I really like about the show because they're all very sweet, yeah. like very North American accent, almost Canadian sounding people. And um, they're doing these, they're all part of this horrific true crime story. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. But season five Fargo um, stars... Um, John Hamm as a villain, which has been interesting, and Juno Temple from Ted Lasso. So it was kind of bizarre watching her do a Minnesota accent after seeing her do her. Is she or- Keeley in, uh, in Ted Lasso? That's right. The that's her. model, yeah. yeah. You could never imagine her being anything else. Exactly. And she plays this Midwest Midwestern American housewife in yeah. the show. And it's she does the accent so well. And you almost don't even, like, think of her as, like, yeah. someone from the UK. Uh, so the show this season starts off with her basically being in a brawl in a school parent-teacher meeting. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, very classic American. Uh, I don't see that happening anywhere else. But the show is basically about her starting off at that point. She gets into the trouble with police and then turns out that... Um, she has a mysterious past to her that she has escaped from. And the show kind of explores like her and John Hamm's character, who's the main bad guy, who used to be her ex-husband. 
and there's like very strong themes of like domestic violence in the uh-huh. show. So there's a bit of a trigger warning for viewers for that. But aside from that, it just like slowly shows us like it asks all these questions as to how did she get to this point in her life where now there are people coming to like try and kidnap her. Mm. But she's such a strong character that she can like she almost like does like a very dark home alone thing where the kidnappers that are trying to get to her uh, yeah great <laughs> yeah just can never reach out so the show just really expands from that point on to building this entire like backstory between her and John Ham what she's done to get away and how now that she's backed in a corner again she will do anything to get out and she's just like this very strong powerful female character right Love it. That's yeah. uh, Fargo season five. Quick word on Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I'm um, intrigued by this one because my eight-year-old boy loves the novels. Yes. Oh, they're great. I, his, I remember... his knowledge of the classics is better than mine because of reading these sorts of books. Absolutely. I feel like everything I know about Greek mythology <laughs> came from reading Percy Jackson yeah. back in year seven. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful um, novel and Rick Riordan who's written so many of those novels. I think there's 10 so far. So um, it's kind of ambitious because they also did a movie adaptation many, mm. I think a decade ago, which I personally found awful. So this new one kind of focuses back on like, oh, they're children. It's a 12-year-old demigod who is supposed to be like the son of Poseidon yeah. and he's being accused for stealing Zeus's lightning bolt and he has to go on a quest like all demigods do to retrieve the lightning bolt and prevent war between Zeus and Poseidon and um it's just about this like it kind of brings the greek mythology to like the real world 23rd mm. 2023 <laughs> and it's about how like everything in the world is kind of like like the greek like there's a greek equivalent to everything yeah so um basically like olympus is empire state building or like you know yeah, yeah like the labyrinth is like uh the bermuda triangle uh-huh. stuff like that and the show kind of just is about that adventure that percy goes through and i think it's great like if you're like wanting to watch something with your kids that's really cool and informative about Greek mythology and get them into actually reading the book, which is what I'd recommend. Is the TV show aimed at a broad audience? Definitely. I think that was my criticism for it. Because it's for kids, I would have preferred an animated version so they could truly adapt the book. Oh, yeah. But because they keep it live action, so much of the book gets cut out. And I feel like that's why that's my only criticism but if you've never read the books or your kids have never read the books it's a great way to kind of get them interested and then be like okay cool if you liked it you'll like the book even more love it